Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Reviews podcast. I am Rachel, and today I have with me here a special guest co-host, my sister Jessie. Hello! And today we're going to be talking about the 2003 horror film, A Tale of Two Sisters. I'm about to really butcher some names, and I really apologize for it. I'm going to do my best here. Uh, this movie is starring Kapsu Kim, Zhang Ah-yum, Su Jung Lim, and Jun Young-moon. That might that's probably really really off, and I apologize um, for for any names I butchered there. Um, and, and then the director is uh, Ji Woon Kim, and uh, also written by Ji Woon Kim. Um, now that all of that is out of the way, before we delve into the grids, this is going to be of course a nitty gritty review where we go through every category of the grid, talk about what works and what doesn't. Uh, but before we do that, let's just talk a little bit about this movie. Um, I know for me this is one that I had only seen once before. I really thought that I was like 14 or 15, and then looking at the timeline, I'm like, no, I was like between 18 and 20, somewhere in there. Um, so it's much older than I thought I was, and it's a little bit more recent, uh, but still has been um, pretty close to 10 years, maybe even a little more since I last saw it. It's been a long time. Um, but this was one, um, the first time I ever saw it, I believe you rent it. Well, I know you picked it out uh, and we we watched it and, and that was my introduction. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I probably saw it before you and then like wanted you to see it and watched it with you as well. Because I know I saw, I was really into this movie when it came out and when I saw it the first time and I saw it several times and bought it on dvd and just really liked it a lot and counted it among my best liked movies at the time but at some point i stopped rewatching it over and over again and at this point it has been at least 10 years since i saw it the last time before today and watching it today i was still trying to figure out what was going on as we were watching it i obviously had forgotten quite a few things I remembered, you know, a few scenes, but like, um, there were definitely some key plot points that were a surprise to me anew today. So, okay, yeah, yeah, pretty much that. Well, I should say right off the bat, um, especially because this is a little bit more of an obscure movie, particularly for people who are not horror fans. Um, this is going to be a spoiler full review. Yeah, so. it's hard to talk about it without doing that. So if exactly. you want to talk about the movie, you should probably see it first. Exactly. And I definitely recommend people see it. I mean, it doesn't hold up as well as some, some other movies, but it's still worth seeing. And it's a good introduction. I mean, it was one of my introductions to, to non-English language films, which is obviously a very broad spectrum of films. Um, but for anybody looking to, to branch out of the, the English language films and, and who likes horror movies, that's an important sub note for this one. Yeah. Um, I think it's a decent place to start. Um, or maybe I'm just saying that because it was a place that I started in that regard, but, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but, <laughs> um, it's late. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting this a little bit. Late. It might get a little <laughs> rambly. Um, Oh yeah, I guess I was just doing the the spoiler warning. I guess that's how that rant started. Yeah, definitely um, gonna have some spoilers in this conversation. Yes. All right. So now that that's out of the way, yeah. out of the way, <laughs> um, should we should we just jump right in, or is there anything else you wanted to add? 
I don't really think there's anything else I wanted to add. I, like I said, I was really, really into this movie when it first came out. I was the one who got you to see this movie in the first place so many years ago. And I was the one who suggested this movie for today when we were trying to think of sisters-themed movies. Oh, it is true. For Sisters Day. That is true. Yes, happy International Sisters Day, by the way. Yeah, not that this movie (laughs) is like quite fit that exactly, but it does have sister in the title. And it's about two sisters. I guess it is about two sisters. Not exactly um, a happy let's celebrate sisterhood movie, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> it works. So as much as I was like really pumped about talking about this movie and returning to this movie after not seeing it for a long time, when I rewatched it today, I was definitely kind of underwhelmed <laughs> and not as impressed with it as I maybe was like ten years ago, but um, that's probably a good point to just kind of dive into the conversation because there's a lot of different um, conversation points as to like why I wasn't as into it today as I was back then. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, so what was it? Um, I guess this is a very broad and uh, open-ended question and a two-part question, but I guess do you remember what attracted you to it when you were younger and what maybe... Uh, broke that attraction or whatever when you saw it today so some of this will come to later because at the very end of the the grid there is a section for um historical impact and I think that when you look at like where this movie fits in in you know the in like what movies were coming out in its time I think that it was popular for everybody, not just for me. I think it was really popular because of movies that had come out a little bit before it that kind of had people hungry for more and then, like, this, like, really attracted people to it. Like, oh, this is kind of, like, what I was looking for and different enough that it feels like something new. But But now that those movies are so far in the past that I'm seeing it, you know, just kind of for itself... It's like, well, I don't know that it stands up on its own that much. I think it's kind of a product of its time a little bit. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll get into that in more details when we get to that point. But I think that it was really driven by the movies that that were popular at the time that it came out. And then also for me, I, I saw it, you know, when I was like, probably like 20 years old. Yeah. So... I was kind of, like you said, starting to get more into foreign films, obscure films, things a little bit more off the beaten path. But this was like my first introduction to all of it. And I think I was just kind of like trying to explore something new at that time. And it's still really, it's still a really good movie. But... Well, we should probably just start into like our different categories because I'm going to get like way off topic if we don't. Like, let's let's dive in. All right. Um, so the first uh, category within the grid is going to be writing, plot, and genre. Um, and I think this category really plays in really well with with pretty much everything you just said, uh, but particularly the genre cliches, tropes, and twists. I think that's kind of an interesting place to start with this movie. Yeah. Um, I think especially with what you were saying about like how it's a product of its time and there's, you know, all these things that came before and this is a little different, but then in retrospect, like, is it though? And, and it's kind of a... It definitely, you know. though, for genre, I would say, I I gave it a nine for genre because of the way that it used the, like, psychological sort of 
I don't know, psychological thriller sort of side of things to kind of develop the horror story. So you've got this half of the story that's about like this really troubled young woman who's been through some you know, devastating things that have happened in her family and she's dealing with these things. And so she's got these like actual events that are haunting her and causing her psychological trauma that's coming out in like really scary ways. But like that's kind of a realism sort of approach. And then you have this like ghost story that's tied into it. So she's like haunted by events and it's like messing with her psyche. But then you've got like an actual haunting of a ghost that, you know, there's a couple scenes in the movie that are like, oh, like that ghost is the ghost is real. So you kind of have like these two sides to it. But I think that psychological side is what really like builds it for me. Like you're not just scared of this ghost, like the, you know, the actual, the way that her, her mind is just deteriorating and she just can't deal with what's going on. And like the ways that she's acting out, like that's scary to her and that's scary to her relatives who are seeing her even without the ghost. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a different, fo- like a lot of this movie, like you, the ghost wouldn't even have to be real and you still have a scary movie. So yeah. I, I think it's a really interesting, like, app, like way of addressing a horror movie. That makes sense. I went a little bit of an opposite approach. I still gave it, um, for just specifically the genre subcategory, I gave it 6.5. Uh, so I still bumped it into the exceeds expectations range, but I, I didn't go higher than that. Um, largely because like I, I really like the, the psychological aspect. Like that really grabs me. I'm interested in that. I like, like Black Swan is one of my favorite movies. Like I like... I like psychological horrors. I mm-hmm. like getting into people's heads and even if it's a very scary mindset, like it's it's interesting to me. It's fascinating. Um, so I really like that aspect. And then I think having the the extra layer of, of this supernatural that's actually real um, kind of detracted a little bit from the from the weight and the what I found interesting. I don't know, it was just a little a little too much going on for me. I feel like I would have liked the movie better. I think that that's a really good point. And I actually, I actually kind of took some notes on that also. So, I mean, I gave it a nine for genre because the majority of the movie is building on the, the psychological thriller side of things. And I really like the way that that builds and ties in. But when you say that the ghost detracts from that, I totally get it because I'm sitting there like, okay, like when you're, when everything's getting wrapped up at the end, you're like, okay, she's got a split personality. And so, so that's the explanation for all of this. And then it's like, oh, but the ghost is real. So that's the ex, I feel like it has to be one or the other. I don't feel like it's very well explained by both. Right. So I didn't think that that was like, I'm not sure exactly what category that goes under. I guess maybe like plot structure or something, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of like having to accept that both were real at the end. And I also only gave a six for plot structure and pace. Those were 
my lower categories within plot and genre because the pace was a little bit weird. Like it would go fast at times and then there were times that it would like really slow down and I don't know, it didn't really seem like very consistently paced. In particular at the end, and this was like a big plot structure problem for me, it just like, it went crazy at the end where it's like flashback right now, flashback over here. And now we're over, like, it just was like all over the place. And yeah, I think that that led to a lot of the confusion that a lot of people have reading this movie. A lot of people, including myself, I mean, I had to like read over the Wikipedia page <laughs> to be like, okay, what was, what was this again? What was that? Like, it wasn't, everything wasn't really like clear to me. Yeah. So I thought that maybe that could have been like ordered a little bit differently to kind yeah. of explain things a little bit better. That makes sense. I, I definitely agree. I think I, well, no, I was going to say, I think I took those points off in world building exposition rather than plot structure, but I gave both an 8.5. So I guess that's not what happened. Um, yeah, I was a little generous with the with both of those for some reason. I mean, I did like a lot of the plot structure. I think it's just just the last act falls apart a little bit for me for, for pretty much all the same reasons you said. And yeah. then just the doubling up on the explanation for things just seems uh, just seemed to cheapen the, the psychological aspect that's that's pretty much the whole movie and then all of a sudden because you want it to be like oh that's what it was all along and then it's like oh but the ghost is still real like so then that wasn't what it was all along you know like it feels like if the ghost is real then she needs to have some sort of like vindication where it's like no she's not crazy it's real right but then like if she if she is just having this like crazy like personality disorder and just completely like dissociating from reality then it needs to be it needs to be made clear like oh this was all in her head like yeah I don't know it's kind of annoying to me to that that they're, they're, they're saying that both are reality yeah. I did give it a nine though for world building and exposition. I know you mentioned you gave that kind of a higher score. Like, cause that really kind of builds in the whole like first three quarters of the movie before it kind of gives you too much in that last quarter. Yeah. Um, cause like the world building, really like the world of this movie is that house and the and the lives of these very few characters. And I thought that that was really like built very well and really kind of explained well enough that like you really understood like the mood and the feelings and kind of the tension that was happening inside of the house even though you didn't know all the all the details until later like you you understood how they felt living there yeah you understood what it was like to be in that house and that's what made it scary and that's what made that work yeah that makes sense I do think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna knock plot structure down a little bit. An eight point five is really high considering I had an issue with like the entire last act. It's that it had some high points, but I think the low points were low enough that it just left me thinking like oh, I should have rearranged things a little bit. I agree. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven point five instead of eight point five on that one. So what was your total score then for plot and genre? It's seven point six. 
All right, that is very close to mine, actually. Uh, after I made the adjustment for plot structure, uh, my average came out to a 7.3. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is writing characters. Um, and this one, I actually gave a, a perfect 10 to the, the character interviews subcategory. I mean, that's pretty much the whole movie is the main character's inner need to accept what happened. That's pretty much the whole movie in a nutshell. And even though I do dislike, you know, all the stuff we were talking about, about the paranormal being real, mm -hmm. uh, as far as the the inner needs and that emotional aspect of the plot, mm -hmm. I really liked it. Um, so that's by far just the strongest score of, of anything in the whole movie for me. Yeah, I gave that a nine which I don't really have any special reason for not giving it a 10. I just, I didn't give anything a 10 for this movie. I guess I just was feeling a nine. But yeah. that definitely, like you said, I mean, I definitely recognize that that was, that was the strong, the, a strong point in the writing in the whole movie. And that was the, the strongest category for writing of characters that I gave. Yeah, me too. Were there any low points for you or any? There was. <laughs> There was. Okay. So I have a question. Okay. Okay. How do you say her name? I think oh, so. That's not the question I thought you were going to ask. That, well, that's that's not the real question. <laughs> so I'm going to say Suyang. That's how that that's how it's written. But in the movie, when you're watching them, and it says Suyang at the bottom, they're saying like Suna. All the names and sounded way different did, than the way it I was know Sue Mi was totally different. I, I'm just gonna say Sue Yeon. So the sister who was dead. Yeah. Um what what was up with her? You have to be a little bit That's more specific. my question. <laughs> What's her like, deal? Like as far as like like her not talking very much or like I mean, I know that she was dead. And so like only the one person can is seeing her because it's like in her imagination like I know so like I know that's why she's not talking very much but like why does she get out of the car and like wander over to a bush and start eating flowers yeah that was weird or and like she can't whistle and she's I mean I know some people can't whistle but she like really can't whistle and I mean, seems really puzzled by it I mean that that scene was weird and that was but I think the reason for that part so that we can have the end when we hear the ghost whistle and we know that that's the real ghost and because the imaginary one couldn't whistle, couldn't whistle because Sumi couldn't whistle except Sumi was whistling when Suyeon couldn't whistle well she can't whistle twice at the same time <laughs> she can't carry on a harmony she's with herself <laughs> she's like a ventriloquist <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but well, yeah there were a lot of and even in the flashbacks when it was obviously the real Su Young Su Young I'm awful with names but uh, she just seemed to me like she was acting a little bit intellectually challenged and I didn't really understand if the character was supposed to be such or if the character was supposed to be much younger than she That's was kind cast, of. or if it was just like yeah so I don't know if because like she's a figment of Sumi's imagination if she's just supposed to be like just so in need of being protected that 
she just can't even like think for herself or talk to her talk for herself or like do anything competent anymore and then that, maybe that wasn't how she really was in life but i just not i could i couldn't i didn't think that she was being presented clearly enough i just i couldn't understand what direction they were taking it in or what they were trying to show us about her so yeah. that was my reason for giving character likability a really low score i gave character likability a four. Oh wow well i just couldn't see her as being i didn't see her as like oh she's like so sweet and needs to be protected i just kept wondering what's wrong with her <laughs> yeah you know like, that was my overall feeling towards her. I didn't really have any problems with likability towards any of the other characters. I thought Sumi was extremely likable. I did, I, I did think that the dad was maybe not as likable as he could have been. Well, he just... I mean, obviously, he's in an awful situation, but... Right, and he's not supposed to be handling it very well. Like, that's right. the conflict. But he also just, like seemed so passive that it was almost like he didn't even care very much yeah, and he just kept saying things like like oh come on stop it i'm tired of this now it's right like, and he had to say stuff like that because he couldn't say like stop it he couldn't say stop it you're sue me you're not that woman because then he would have given away the ending to the movie <laughs> right but like honestly like that's what he would have been saying if he made any sense at all and so like i thought that their commitment to not giving away their big twist, what made him less likable because he was not acting as reasonably as he should have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Two characters for the hit to character likability. That makes sense. I went a little bit high on character likability, which it's another one I gave an 8.5 to. And I think that was just, I, I wouldn't go as low as a four. I don't think it, fell below expectations for me, but outstanding is, uh, I think I was mostly just focusing on, on the main girl and how much I liked well, her. Well, so much of the movie is focused on her that I can see that, because I did have to stop and think as I was filling it out, like, well, wait, what about the other characters? And that yeah. was when I was like, oh, they had some pretty big problems. But, yeah. but Sumi was great. Yeah, I, I mean, if she was the only one I had to worry about, I probably would have given it a 10. I mean, she was very likable. Yeah, I liked um, Sumi was great. And then did she have a name in the movie or was she just that woman or the other woman? She, she had, had a name. The, like, the stepmother? Right. We're going to call her the stepmother because she has a name and I have no idea how to say it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, and the, like, Sumi only ever called her that woman. Yeah. Um. I mean, she's the stepmother, honestly. Like, that's yeah. her role in the movie is the stepmother. I think that's right. fair enough of a name to call her. Yeah. But I thought, I mean, she obviously was not likable and was not supposed to be. And I thought they did a good job of making her just the, like, she was definitely archetypical and definitely over the top. But she's a figment of, of her imagination. And that's that's the point. Yeah, like, if it had turned out that she was real, I would have criticized her of being mm -hmm. one-dimensional, but then you realize, like, she's literally just all of Sumi's feelings getting bundled up into the way that this per character is being presented. So, of course, she's one-dimensional. That's the only side there is to her, so. Right. She's she's the, the true wicked stepmother. Exactly. What was her 
actual relation. So this confuses me too because I even read the Wikipedia article to try to figure it out and I'm still a little bit confused. So you know how you kept seeing her in like a nurse's outfit in the pictures and stuff? Yeah, was she taking care of the mom? Yes. Okay. And then did she fall in love with the dad or was that's that? That's what I'm not certain of, but okay. that's what I think. I okay. think she was taking care of the sick mother and then I don't know if she was having an affair with the dad before the mom died or if that has to do with why the mom killed herself. She was sick and needed to be taken care of. So maybe she just killed herself because of you know the depression over being quite ill with whatever she had. I don't even know what she had, but I'm assuming it was serious and probably is debilitating it, in some way. Is it possible it was just like, do we know it was physical or did she also have some sort of mental illness? I don't know. Because she looks like catatonic almost when we saw her, which could be, I mean, certain types of schizophrenia. I'm all, I'm all like armchair diagnosed. Do you get a living nurse for that? I mean, the do, daughter do didn't. You, do you get discharged from a mental institution when you clearly still have <laughs> yeah. symptoms? Like, I don't think, I don't know. Okay. It's also another country with a totally different healthcare That's, system. Yeah, so absolutely. I have no idea. But she was she was definitely taking care of the mother. Okay. And seems to have had an actual relationship with the father where she did become a stepmother of sorts. I don't know whether they got married or if they only got together after the mother died or if they were having an affair before the mother died. I am not sure about that aspect. Okay. Because I just couldn't tell from the movie. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, and I'm not sure it's important, or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit important to understanding that character because, like, yeah, she... I do think it's important to understand that character because the part where you see what actually conspired in reality, like, is a little bit concerning. I mean, she didn't help in a situation where she she clearly should have helped. Right. And easily could have. Like, it's not like, like, well, there's nothing to do. So why didn't she? Like, right. I mean, even if it had to do with wanting to get the the mom, like, out of the picture. She, I guess she didn't know what was going on, but like, that was like, she knew that she could have helped. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I don't really understand why she didn't help in that situation. And the Wikipedia article made it sound like she decided to help, left the room to go get help. And then because Sumi had, like, this attitude and was like, get out of our lives, she was like, you're going to regret this. And so, like, she saw it as Sumi wasn't going to come help. But I, whether or not that was actually what the movie was trying to say or whether that's just what the Wikipedia article thought, I I can't, I don't buy it because I'm like, she didn't come out of that room acting like she needed somebody to come help. She didn't even hurry. Right. Like, she just Yeah, if you're in that situation in real life, you yell for help or run for help or something. I mean, it seemed like... Another thing that the Wikipedia article said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But... Another thing that it said was that, so you know the scene where the real life stepmom goes and then sees the ghost for real mm-hmm. when it's all cold and stuff and she comes out of the wardrobe? According to the Wikipedia article, the ghost killed her. Oh, that's how I took it. Really? Yeah. 
French story, man. Okay, well, I guess I just didn't read it that way. Yeah, that's exactly what the Wikipedia article said. And I was just like, oh, really? I just thought she screamed because she was scared. I didn't think that she was killed out of revenge. Oh, I just assumed. But then it also made it sound like, you know, she was, like, clearly guilt-ridden and, like, went up there because she felt so much guilt. Like, I don't know. I mean, I do think... I mean, the scene where she, like, walks out of the out of the room and doesn't help, she definitely, this isn't to excuse anything, it's still an odd reaction, but she seemed in shock. But, th- but then there's that interaction with, with Sumi, where it's like, okay, now she's making the decision to be like, this is on you now, even though you don't exactly. know what's going she's on. Exactly, she's like, oh, this is, this is your problem now. You're right. gonna regret this. And it's like, oh... She doesn't even know what's happening. She's just, like, a teenager in a weird relationship with, like, I don't know. Anyway, yes, we're not even talking about character likability anymore, but these all kind of relate to character likability in a way. I just felt like there were some people making some strange decisions. Um, Dialogue, I also marked, I mean, I gave it a middle score. I gave it a five. And dialogue is tricky, too, in a foreign language film because you're reading yeah. the subtitles. So, I mean, you know what they're saying, but the delivery isn't always, you know, you're not, you're probably not getting everything. But the reason why I didn't give it a higher score for dialogue was because of the dad's dialogue and him never saying the stuff that he yeah. obviously should have said, but they just didn't want to give it away yet. I kind of, for dialogue, I went a little bit higher than you. I went with a 6.5 out of 10, which was largely, because um, I considered giving it a 5 or, or a 6, somewhere in that range. And I went a little bit higher, um, largely because I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt, because I feel like things probably were lost in translation, at least a little bit. Um, and like you said, like deliveries and, and reading reading the dialogue instead of fully paying attention to hearing it affects things greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of gave it the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if that was warranted or not. It's, it's like I said, it's so hard to tell when, when you don't speak the language. But yeah, I definitely agree that the, the dad needed to just spit it out. <laughs> like, just, come on, dude. He should have just been in the movie less in yeah. order for them to keep him from saying stuff. Because, like, every time she was, like, every time Sumi was, you, you know, thinking that she was the stepmom or, like saying that something happened that didn't happen or saying that Suyong was there when she wasn't. I mean, there was one time where he said that she was dead. Yeah. Other than that, he never said anything. He just kept chucking pills in her mouth, like, and saying, like, stuff like, oh, are we seriously doing this again? And it's like, come on. Like, why would you? It just doesn't make sense. What did you put for um, character development and character arcs? Character development, I gave an 8.5, which seems, I was really generous with this one. Um, That one doesn't bother me too much, because I felt like like the character development, well, then after a lot of the things you were saying, maybe that is too high. They're tricky categories. The reason why I ask about those, I gave them both sevens, but it was a hard yeah. thing for me to judge because, honestly, the characters don't really have too much of character arcs. There's very they have a, They have slight arcs in story, and they really don't develop from beginning to end. They don't change. However our understanding 
of them as characters changes immensely from beginning to end. So that's kind of like a different way of looking at character development. Yeah. In the beginning in the movie, you don't understand why they're acting the way that they are. And then by the end of the movie, you get it. Even though they're acting the same way from beginning to end. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So I gave those sevens. Okay. I I guess I was kind of similar with you because I did give... 8.5 8.5 for, for character development, and then a 6.5 for character arcs. So it still averages out to about the same as what you gave it. Because, um, yeah, these characters really, they really don't change at all. But it's also a character study movie, um, which is really, to reiterate the same point again, why <laughs> I have such a problem with the paranormal stuff. Because I love a good character study movie, and I think that's really interesting, and you don't need arcs for a that kind of a story oh well that too yeah <laughs> like you just that those kind of you know you don't need that much growth because every character should be a little archetypical or a little yeah, one-dimensional this movie i mean it wouldn't have been perfect but it would have been much closer if you still had the imagery of the ghost haunting sumi over her bed and it and she's taking the position of someone who has been hanged and you can you can tell that she's a body that has been hanged and she's she's like literally haunting Sumi. But then you find out later that it's like in her head and then that's a perfect like metaphor for everything that's going on. And it's still scary and it gives you the context of a ghost story without the literalism. Yeah. Same thing with like the girl under the sink and sitting mm-hmm. in the chair with the the hair covering her face like those are scary things that can that can wind up being in somebody's head and still make a good like scary horror movie without having to be so like literally real yeah if just anything, a couple scenes they would have had to have taken out and it would yeah. have just all been in her head and still been just as scary i i would argue it's more scary i mean i say that now if a ghost was in my house i would think that's pretty damn scary but like, just that that idea of, like, no, I see it. It's real. You're mm-hmm. telling me it's not. Do I believe myself or you? Yeah. Like, that's a terrifying It's a more thought. interesting story. I think so. Um, so I definitely agree that, that you can still have that imagery and still have that story without taking it so literally. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to adjust a few. So I was so generous with a lot of these. Some of them are warranted, but some of them, <laughs> like character likability, I guess that's the only one within this subcategory. I think that's another one I'm going to take down from an 8.5 to a 7.5. It's just a little bit too generous on some of these. I normally don't change as much stuff. I think the the rest I don't. This was a hard movie to score, I have to say. Like... I don't know. It it gives you a lot to think about, and I think part of part of what makes it hard to score is just how confusing it was. Yeah. So then you're like, well, what about this? What about this? And yeah. All right. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add within the uh, writing characters section? Nope. All right. Uh, so my total score. Um, slightly higher than the plot and genre score. I got a seven point eight out of ten. Mine was only six point four. Okay, it's not a huge difference, though. All right, so this category, the next category um, is going to be particularly interesting for a for a foreign film, at least for me. Um, and that's going to be the acting and casting category. Uh, which, and a lot of this, we've talked about it with, with the writing for dialogue as well. Like, it's just, um, 
again, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I find it really hard to judge things like line deliveries when I'm reading the dialogue. It's really different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm hearing the dialogue in my own voice as I'm reading and I'm like, okay, now I kind of have to pay attention to their line deliveries, but mostly I'm just like, it's just Well, and also with their line deliveries, they have a very particular, like, like cadence to their voices. That's a part of their language that, you know, it's not going to, when we're just listening to their voices delivering the lines in another language that we don't understand, like it's, it just sounds like it has this certain like lilt and cadence to it that is not necessarily conveying the same emotions to us as it does yeah. to somebody who speaks that language. So that is a really difficult thing to, to judge as English speakers for this movie. Yeah. That said, what did you what did you think about the, the acting? Well, I thought it was good. I mean, I gave an eight to face acting and I gave a seven to line deliveries, which I don't know. I just tried to kind of put something something down that was kind of in the same range as where I put face acting. Yeah, it was similar. I gave an eight point five to face acting and a six point five for for line deliveries. Um, and the main reason I didn't go a little bit higher with line deliveries to get it a little closer to to face acting uh, goes back to to the dad. Um, there were just a few times, even um, and and maybe it's not fair because, like you said, things it could be sound a cultural different. difference, like in the way that they have conversations. And, exactly, yeah, yeah. but I, but I didn't notice it with any other characters. It seemed really specific to him. Yeah, there was I just know what you're something. talking about. Yeah, he just seemed sort of like stunted. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a little bit of a lower score, um, largely because of that. But I thought, I mean, from what I could tell, um, I mean, it just seems like we're, we're emotions really high and everyone's like yelling, mm-hmm. like seems like that can easily get um, really awkward. And I feel like that would come across even if you don't speak the language, if, if the lines are coming across awkwardly. Um, I feel like we would probably get a sense of that. And it seems to, to flow really naturally. Um, yeah. I mean, that said, like like we established, it's, it's really hard to tell. Um, but I thought everybody seems to, to be, you know, great. Some really good line deliveries, too, like on the good side of things from the aunt and uncle who visited. Oh, yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, you really, like, they conveyed a lot, um, you know, just through, like, the way that they were speaking and their body language, like you're, you're like, okay, like they're really uncomfortable here and you didn't know why yet. And I thought yeah. that, that, I thought that was some good acting yeah. from them that did translate. Absolutely. Casting was hard though, too, for the same, well, not for the same reasons exactly, but for reasons just in the fact that it's a foreign movie, like I'm not familiar with a large set of, south korean actors right so i don't i you know in a lot of american movies you might be like oh really like that person for this role i just don't i just don't buy this person as this i mean this is a it's almost like having you know like like when a little indie movie pops up and it's like all unknowns and you're just like basing them on this alone which maybe is how you should see a movie anyway but like we're sitting here judging the the casting choices and it's like it's it just makes it harder not really knowing who any of these people are yeah I think I had a a much harder time with the with the casting categories than with the acting categories for for exactly that reason I have no idea if these were newcomers if they're established stars if they're 
you know, established stars, but don't do horror movies, or if they only do horror movies, like, like I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I suppose I could have done a little bit of research. It probably would have been pretty easy. Um, but that would have been after the fact anyway. It wouldn't have affected how I saw the movie, so it didn't. Yeah. Didn't really seem for necessary, um, I guess. For secondary characters and extras, which are pretty much the same thing in this movie, so it doesn't really yeah. have any extras. Um, I gave those eights just because I just tried to think of, like, could I picture somebody else in this role? And I just felt like, no, like, I mean, they really, like, embodied the role that they had. I felt like they seemed well-suited to the role. For main characters, though, like, a lot of these categories, there's one character that really threw the score, and it's Suyeon. She just... (sighs) How much but how much more sense would it have made the way that she was behaving if they had an actress who was like nine years old instead of like yeah. seventeen years old? I mean, then you can't have them all menstruating at the same time. I'm sure that's the only reason why they cast her so old. But still, like, she still 12. could have been like twelve, yeah, or ten, or whatever. Like, yeah, they could have figured something else out. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, there could have been something else. That made them all, that gave you a hint that they were well, all the yeah, same person versus them was, all having their period at the same time. Yeah. Women in the same house have their period at the same time all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't well, they weren't that the was same a weird house. thing to point out. I mean, it was weird, and the way it was pointed out was really weird. It was. Uh, yeah. Like how the stepmom just like laughs in bed, like, how weird we have started. How is that possible? Yeah. Like, that's a, why would you even say anything? That's just weird. Well, and honestly, the way I read it at first, before, like, that scene had finished, before I realized the point was they all started their periods at the same time. Isn't that odd? Like, eventually you realize that's what they're trying to point out to you. But at first she was laughing about it, and I thought she thought it was funny that Su Yeon had her period because she thought, like, she was too young to have a period. I like, thought she was supposed to be too. a little girl or something. Yeah. And so then I was even more confused. I'm like, she looks like she's the same age as the other girl. Why is everybody acting like she's 10 years younger? Like, yeah, she just seemed like, I don't know, that the actress did a good job with what she had. She kind of, like, you know, conveyed, like, a sort of, she had, like, a really, like, naive sort of sensibility about her and and the way she was soft-spoken and like only turned to her sister like like she did a good job with what was given to her but it just seemed like the part was written for somebody a lot younger which makes it not so much an acting problem but a casting problem that's fair all right uh was there anything else you wanted to add for acting and casting i think that covers it all i had a 7.2 for the all right mine was 6.6 i didn't change any on this one i feel like i did okay (laughs) um so that's gonna bring us to the next category which actually had um really high scores for me which kind of surprised me for some reason uh but that's gonna be cinematography lighting uh what did you think of the lighting i actually didn't rate this too highly really i kind of put it all under like needs expectations I gave most of the categories sixes because, like, mm-hmm. when it was spooky, it was dark, and when they were outside, it was light. But, like, I mean, those are like pretty obvious choices. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really anything about it where it was like, 
just like really perfectly like creating a mood. I felt like some of the mm. dark scenes could have been like maybe like darker or more shadowy. Cause even when um like I remembered the first time you see the ghost and she's kind of like crawling on the ground. I remember that being like so scary. And then like looking at it now, and maybe it's just because I've seen like more scary movies now just looked like a lady crawling on the ground like it didn't really look like that like oh my gosh what is that like I feel like in in, like now that there's more movies like this out there they're a little bit more careful about like shadowing it in a certain way where you like only see so much at a time and you're really wondering like why is that and it's just like I'm just looking at like it's a lady crawling on the ground (laughs) like you know what I mean I don't know I almost wonder, this might not be true at all, but it's just something that I just thought of just now. I wonder how much, like, watching it on a 4K TV versus watching it on, like, whatever TV we had 10 years ago, if that changes anything. That's true. Maybe it did look darker, like, on what was more standard back then. It's been a while. That could be. Yeah. And maybe it's also just that I'd seen it before, you know, like I remember, I specifically remember that scene being like so scary. See, and I thought, I still, even though like, yeah, okay, it's just a lady crawling on the ground, but it's like, like, yeah, but who is that lady that's still creepy and why is she moving that way? Like, I still found it creepy. It was still creepy. But then once she like stood up and was floating and crawling on the bed or whatever, it was kind of like, and now this is standard ghost stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I think all of that, her crawling and then hanging and floating, like, I do think that that was all creepy, but, like, it was mostly, it was, uh, uh, it, it was due to, like, makeup, costuming, a little bit of sound effects. I didn't think the lighting was the strongest point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then another thing for lighting that I gave a low score was for beauty which sounds really mean like I'm calling it ugly or something (laughs) but like um the reason why was because uh in particular like okay the scenes when they're outside and when they're like sitting on the dock or when they're when they first come out of the car and it's all sunny there was something about those scenes where it seemed like really specifically like supposed to be beautiful but it wasn't really like anything outstanding and yet like the mood of it and the music that they were playing which we'll get to later like it I thought it was a little bit too overly saying like this is so idyllic and beautiful like it kind of felt like a like a bad greeting card in that way like it was like awfully harsh but I get it I know but (laughs) just for those outside scenes I just felt like it was trying too hard is that the fault of the lighting or was it the, everything else well, well did the we lighting... haven't gotten to the music yet the music was kind of a problem for me too but i think it was between the lighting yeah. and the music okay see i really well i should say right off the bat i am a sucker for like high saturation and those outdoor scenes like you get like the bright red I guess it was mostly that, like, she's got the bright red sweater, you've got the bright red flowers that she's randomly eating. <laughs> like, you know, you've got these bright colors, and then the golds, and it's not, like, it wasn't, it wasn't magic hour, it wasn't, you know, it didn't have any, like, sepia hint to it or anything like that that you normally, you know, it wasn't, uh, it didn't have the, like, 
50s close-up gloss or anything like you know it didn't have those stereotypical beauty shot things but there was still something about the color and the lighting and I think because it was a little bit more realistic that kind of grabbed my attention um, I do get what you're saying 100% with the music which we'll we'll get to when we get yeah to. <laughs> um but yeah as far as the lighting goes I I didn't have a problem with it um and I really liked that I get I also get what you're saying about the the creepy scenes could have been creepier I I do agree and I think that's I try not to judge things with a modern eye but I feel like even at the time there were creepier things mm-hmm. like like I could have gone a little bit further with it uh, but I still gave everything fairly high scores because there were things like um there's the scene where Sumi is talking with her father and like the lighting's really like you know, she's got like dark shadows on half of her face and more light but it's not too over the top like I felt like it was a good balance of like you know, you've got the stark lighting but it's you know it's not over the top I'm just repeating myself but um so I liked scenes like that I thought the lighting did a good job of like setting the mood in that way and then there's scenes like whenever they were in the in uh Sumi's bedroom and it was like morning you had like um you know the really bright light coming in through the window like I did like almost, those shots yeah like it's almost oversaturated with the like just or overexposed I mean with all the light coming in but then there's also like this cool blue tint to it um which I just thought did a good job of setting the mood. So there were things like that that I thought were were particularly good sprinkled in. Um, I definitely do get what you're saying about, especially with the creepy scenes, they could have gone further. Um, but I still gave everything really high scores. The two lowest scores that I did um, were for beauty and realism. I think for, for exactly what you were saying, like I feel like they tried to get beauty and realism at the same time and they Maybe that's a really pessimistic thing to say, but they don't always go yeah. hand in hand. I didn't, even, um, I didn't even think the realism was too bad. I mean, I think it looked realistic in a lot of shots, but then I just think there was something about the beauty. Like when I see a shot that's like, it feels like its whole point in the movie is like, this is a beautiful shot. Like it better look pretty good. But you know, like if they're going to do a shot where, where they're making a point of like making this like, beautiful thing that's separate from the rest of the movie so you've got like a lot of ugliness and tragedy and then this is like your beautiful little spot like and they're making a point out of it being beautiful like it better look good because if it doesn't it's gonna look cheesy and that's how it looks to me just in the outside parts just in the outside parts most of the stuff in the house I thought was shot really nicely okay fair enough (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add for the lighting? Um, oh, well, actually, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I was going to, and then I realized that what I was going to say is more camera work. So I think lighting were good on my my um, total on that was 5.8. Wow, this is the biggest discrepancy we've had so far. Mine was even 8. Wow. I, I thought it was really good. Usually I'm it. the one judging higher. That's true. <laughs> All right, so then that's going to bring us into cinematography camera work, uh, which I definitely have have some strong feelings on, but it sounded like you had something uh, right off the bat you wanted to say, maybe? 
Well, I had, I gave this good scores. You had strong negative feelings. Oh, I didn't say negative. I just, I just have, have things to say. Okay. Actually, I gave positive scores for this one as well. This there's, was there's, one of my highest categories. There's one specific thing that was negative and everything else is. So, um, storytelling and camera work, they, there were a few shots that were really, that really were camera work that helped tell the story. So, there were several shots where the father was talking to Sumi and like somebody else was there, but then they had a shot of the conversation where the other person was cut out of the shot. Yeah. And you didn't know that that person wasn't there yet, but you only saw those two people talking. And so then in retrospect, when you know that those other people aren't there, you're like, oh, that was just them talking and those other people were just in our head. Yeah, so that was kind of cool, and then also the um, the spinning shot at the end, where like she yes, it's a it was a little bit cliche, I suppose, but I thought that it was done well. I loved the camera for work. The Again, we'll get into we'll get into music when we get into music, yeah. but, but the camera work, I thought that was a beautiful shot. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and and the camera movement throughout, there were so many pans, just like connecting shots together and. And just beautiful, just camera movement that was subtle and felt really like it just flowed from one scene to the next. It wasn't, you know, handheld camera movement. Um, the only time you get anything even a little bit like that is when she realizes that, uh, I'm mess up her name again, Suyun? Suyun. See, it's those, it's those. That's what I've been saying. I know, it's those, it's those double, I can't do the young. I'm saying yeon. It's Y E O N. I can picture it. I just it's the two vowels in a row. Like, I just <laughs> want to say young, but um, but yeah, when she realizes that that she's dead and it gets like really shaky, mm-hmm. like I had like a, a lot a of emotion physical. in it. Yeah, yeah, and it's only like it's not when you see Sumi. It's only when you see the yeah. sister, and it's and it's so like it like a physical reaction. Like it almost felt like I had to sneeze or something. Like it was mm-hmm. like something behind my eyes was like. I am reacting to this shot right now. Um, It was really intense and worked really well. And then other than that, like really intense shot, it's just these smooth, flowy transitions, um, which I really loved. There was one time, and I I distinctly remember making fun of this shot when we watched it the first time. There's one shot where, and, and this is very, very, very likely just looking at it through you know, Western Hollywood eyes, and I'm thinking of of Hollywood conventions that, right. you know, you know, it's just a difference. But there was a a scene where it's the two sisters and they're in bed, and Sumi is comforting her sister. It really looked like something was going on. It, is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah. and it's. I mean, the the hand movements were weird. Also, but then the camera pans down the bed as if it's like panning to cut away, and I'm like, in Hollywood, or movies, as though it's panning down to show us to what show they're us. Doing. And yeah, like, I definitely was like, I don't remember what's happening. And See, then I, I remember making fun of it the time <laughs> we watched it together and being like, uh, like what is going on? Right, or maybe yeah. maybe making fun isn't quite the right word, but just being concerned and confused. Feeling uncomfortable and, yeah. and having to laugh about it because you know what else to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> um, which I don't think was intentional at all. Um, so I don't know how much of that is, like I said, looking at it through Hollywood conventions and how much of it is just poor camera work. Um, but that did, I mean, I, I still gave everything very, very high scores. 
within this category, but particularly the camera movement, I still gave it, I gave it an 8.5, but I easily would have given it a 9, maybe even a 9.5 if it wasn't for that one specific shot. It was just, it was too long, it was too confusing, and it was not even a little bit what should have been going on in that well, scene. Well, some of that was just like the the blocking of the shot, like where they have the actors in the yeah. shot, because that embrace was a little too much of an embrace. It was an intimate embrace. Yeah. For... Well, and again, the age thing matters, because yeah. I can imagine, you know, cradling my four-year-old daughter that way and like, you know, right, running my hand through her hair until she goes to sleep. But then you start, you do that to someone who's like 18 years old and it looks very different. Right. It just, I don't know. Especially when their sisters are like the same age. They're the same age as each other. Yeah. Yeah. They just needed to cast her younger. I think that was the biggest She should have been like 10. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe she was like supposed to be and they're just like, we're just going to give her this awkward haircut. That's going to make her look younger, right? Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, but generally speaking, the camera work was quite good. I agree. There were a lot of good camera angles to like where you could see, you would see things kind of from the point of view from the character that was lying in bed or a lot of angles where, you know, you're like, it's like, what's that under the kitchen sink? And you're kind of seeing it from the angle that they were seeing it. Yeah. Some interesting camera work were like, you would see it from one angle and it's like nothing's there. And then you see it from a different angle and it's like, oh, what's that? Kind of like building the suspense. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add for for camera work? No, the category got an 8.2 for me. All right, 8.7 for me. Uh, so that's going to bring us into editing special effects. I feel like I just remembered something and I was like, oh, I need to make sure I remember to <laughs> knock down editing a little bit. Because um, so I gave editing, I gave everything 8.5s down the line and I feel like I was forgetting stuff when I did that. Um, and I do think, I mean, the whole last act was weird and I don't know how much of that was the editing and I how think much was the writing. A lot of it was the editing. Yeah. Personally, I mean... <sighs> I don't, and I mean, it's true. It could have been the writing. It could have just been the way that the script was. But like, even just the length of some of those scenes, like some of them were such little snippets where it's like, wait, what happened? And then suddenly it's showing you a flashback and then suddenly it's back in current time again. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of choppy. Yeah. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to knock down some of these scores. I feel like, I think I just gave everything such high scores within this because, like, like, I can imagine how difficult of a task it was to edit a movie like this where everything, like, every decision has to be so specific to be like, okay, we have to convey this. And upon a second viewing, people have to realize this. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's there's double and triple meanings to everything just because of the, the complexity of the plot. But I think I maybe let that get, uh, not maybe, I definitely let that cloud my judgment or or show me a rosy glass filter or whatever. I you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I gave um, most of the, the subcategories here sixes, but I did give a nine to special effects 
because I felt, well, there weren't really any special effects, really. They were pretty much all practical effects. But um, I was kind of asking you about that, like, how do I even judge special effects in this movie? And you were like, well, if there's not special effects in a movie, then what you think about is, like, did it really need them? Should it have had more of them? And so for this movie, I'm like, well, no. Like, the simplicity of the hair, makeup, um, angles, you know, camera angles and, you know, pacing and sound. Like, I really think that that was enough, you know, in the, in the writing and the visuals to create the scare factor that they needed. And I think that more special effects would have been just extra. Yeah. And especially considering this was 2003, if they had tried to do too much special effects, it would have not that was not a good time for special effects yeah it would have been bad so yeah I agree I gave 8.5 to to special effects for pretty much that same well earlier I said I gave 8.5 to everything I changed those (laughs) scores quite a bit um now everything's between 6.5 and 8.5 I lowered a few pretty significantly um because I do think I don't know this is I feel like a lot of the issues you were having with with writing and scoring that I feel like I'm having that same kind of dilemma with editing where I'm like, there were some flaws, but I feel like there was so much this movie had to do and and only so much the editor could do with it. Um, But that was the movie that they set out to make. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely, but... I know there's tricky stuff about it, but there if there's stuff in the movie where most people leave the movie going, what? Oh yeah. What what like what was her role in real life again? Was she into the dad? Was she you know helping the mom? What kind of disease did the mom have? Was she even sick? Did was the stepmom die at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I mean like if if yeah. everyone is leaving with those questions. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes a movie has questions that are meant to go unanswered and it's your own interpretation, whatever. Yeah. But I think that these are questions that the movie meant to not leave unanswered, but it did accidentally. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, the fault of, I mean, editing and writing are kind of mixed up together, but I kind of think that's mostly the fault of editing because I do think that they could have taken some of those scenes and rearranged them. Or yeah. lengthen some, shorten some, taken some out to make it a little bit more clear. They could have kept yeah. an artistic touch, but just made it clear enough to understand. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add for for editing special effects? I feel nope. like we're we're zipping through these later categories. We are, <laughs> but I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, six point four is what I gave that one. All right, I uh. Originally, everything was 8.5, so it came out to an 8.5, but after some adjustments, that's a 7.5, which is still pretty high, but I feel okay with it. I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) Or I guess I didn't stick with it, but you know what I mean. Um, All right, so that's going to bring us to to a category I think we've both been been dying to talk about. (laughs) That's going to be the the sound design. Um, so you've hinted out already that you have some some pretty strong feelings about the the score. The music, as um, have you. What did you give score and soundtrack? I had a real love-hate relationship with it, and I couldn't quite decide. I ended up giving it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? At times it was... I gave it a 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was so bad. 
It was so bad. And I think probably, you know, years ago when I watched this, I probably thought that it was like artsy and cool, but like, it's so cliche. Like the spooky music is like psycho. It's like it's, it's kind of like it's, it's just high this really though. shrill yeah. violins that are clearly like imitating Psycho, and then you kind got liked the Hitchcockian vibe. It was way too much in the reveal. But the then end, in the in the beauty scenes, those were not It goes straight back to like what I was saying about the lighting. It's like this is a beautiful scene, and it's playing this piano music, and it's so over the top. It seems like a parody of something. Like, that's what yeah. it, when I say it, it looks like a bad greeting card. Like, it's just, like, everything about those scenes is so, like, hokey when they're trying yeah. to be, like, isn't this nice? Everybody is just, like, so happy. And it's, like, this just looks weird. It doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know? fair. But, but that was... I mean, not, not to go back to the lighting, but, like, really, like, that was a lot because of the music. Yeah, and I agree. I did not like the music in those scenes, and I would have given it probably an eight or a nine. I really, I mean, I'm a big, I don't know if I'm a big Hitchcock fan. There's a lot of his movies I haven't seen, so I don't think I can quite don that title. But movies that I have seen of his, I, I love, and they've been really influential to me as as a film critic. So I think I'm just kind of a sucker for that very throwback thriller kind of music it was just too much though they could have even done that without being quite so much like I literally got to the point where I was like taken away from what was happening because I'm like man that sound is annoying the only time that got that way for me was in the reveal at the end yeah like that 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 camera move was so beautiful and then that music just kept going and And it was so shrill and and so so very shrill it was way too much yeah it was way too much um, yeah, and then even not in relation to the music, some of the sound wasn't really, like, that good either, like, so, I keep going back to the scene where the girl's eating the flowers, or seriously, why was she eating flowers, <laughs> but in that scene, those were the crispiest flowers I've ever heard in my life. Like, why were they crunching like that? Isn't that, like, a type of plant, though? I thought that, like, I feel like I can picture that type of plant, and it's, like, really crunchy, and then you peel it away, and they're, oh, you're supposed to eat it, but there's, like, something that almost looks like fruit. It was really loud. Well, I didn't. I don't know. I just noticed it. Huh, I didn't. (laughs) I tend to be... I mean, sound design in general is is easily my uh, my blind spot. I, I tend think. to overlook it for the most part. That was one of the only things that I really like specifically noticed, and I was like, "Wow, that's okay. a really loud, crispy flower." Because I really liked. Maybe I just I just overlooked it because by the end of the movie, I feel like we get a decent amount of like the creepy sounds without being over the top, like the. You know, when we see the the death scene of the younger sister and she's under the wardrobe, like some of those sounds were just, I mean, obviously it's a very upsetting scene and just the, like you can hear her fingers scratching at the wardrobe, like it's, those, it's unsettling. The scary sounds were good. Yeah. And that's kind of a theme throughout this movie, like the scary stuff is good and then like the bright spots tend to be not as good. That's fair. 
Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. I gave everything pretty high scores within sound, largely because of the the creepy the creepy sounds I thought were really effective. And I didn't like the music was really. I probably should have given the music like a five or maybe a six because it was like when it didn't work, it really didn't work. It, but when it did so work, much. I but when it worked, I really liked it. So I feel like I would have given it like an eight or a nine if it wasn't for those. See, times, it didn't really it, have any high points for me. It had like really, it had like well, I guess that's sort of competent and fine enough areas. But in the in the sections where it was like competent and fine, it could have just been like stock music. It didn't really seem like it was written for the movie or like conveyed yeah. anything about the story or the script or was like, it didn't have any particular tone to it that seemed, you know, like it fit into the world of the movie. It just seemed like stock piano music. You know what I mean? It just yeah. seemed like really generic. So it was yeah. either like really bad or generic and mediocre. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave everything sixes for just being, like, fine, except the music, which I gave three. So that gave the average 5.4. Wow. I gave I, I gave everything 8.5s except music. I gave a seven. So I went quite a bit higher than you uh, with an 8.2 overall. Um, and I do definitely, like I said, sound is definitely my my blind spot. So I tend to, if there's one thing I like, I'll probably give things pretty high scores. Um, and I'm definitely, I, I've said this once and I'll say it again, I'm definitely music illiterate. So I tend to, uh, I don't know, not, not have as much insight into why I rate things the way I do within this category. Uh, so maybe I was being way too generous. I'm not, I'm not sure. But regardless, I gave it an 8.2. Uh, so that's going to bring us to aesthetics. Um, what did you think about this one? Any any high points? Any low points? High overall. This was my highest category. Um, I just thought it had a really strong sense of aesthetics. I thought that aesthetics were a big part of their world building. They had good hair, makeup, costumes, all of that. You know, the it looked really good on um the ghosts and then the different characters you you know you had Su Yeon looking like really innocent and in need of protection you had you know your wicked stepmother looking over the top uh prim and proper and like so put together and like couldn't stand to have a hair out of place the dad looked kind of appropriately like tired and sick of all of this you know so um and and, I mean that has to do with the the characters and like the sets and locations were good the wardrobe was cool looking um I'm trying to think of any props that stood out photographs The, the picture yeah those were good the um the set of the mental institution at the beginning was not realistic but it set the scene for the start of the movie you know it it, yeah you know conveyed some emotion like where she was and how stark it was and yeah bleak but yeah I thought the aesthetics were really strong throughout I think one of my only complaints it didn't affect the score too much I still gave um for hair I gave it an eight um but one thing that 
I don't know if bothered me is that that might be a little bit too strong of wording, but um, like when we see the ghost, the the little girl ghost, she's mm-hmm. got like the hair in front of her face. I'm like, I feel like even by, well, when did this movie come out? Is it 2003? Yeah. Maybe it what was this before The Ring? No, it was after. Okay, that's what I thought. A little too close to The Ring for you. I mean, and I feel like like there were several movies, and I mean, it came from from a lot of Asian movies that had that kind of archetypical ghost character that had that, um, I believe, kind of archetypical look. Like I, so I mean, I don't know how much. Of I don't that know is. what it is that's so scary about. I mean, it is creepy looking. A kid with hair in front of her face, <laughs> but it's in like so many horror movies and video games. Like yeah. So I don't know. That just kind of seemed, even for 2003, seemed a little cliche. cliche. But it, but it's effective at the same time. So I don't know if that's, like I said, it didn't really impact the score too much. I, I would have given it probably an 8.5 if it wasn't for that. Um, and I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you can't show her face anyway, because that would give away the ending, I guess. Or maybe not. I don't know. But so, yeah. But other than that, I, I completely agree with everything you said. I thought it was a, a really strong category I like that a lot of the characters have like almost matching outfits but not quite like especially the two sisters wear like nightgowns that are really similar but mm-hmm. not quite identical mm-hmm. um just little things like that throughout um the the when we see the ghost sitting at the table um right after the stepmom like she sees something under the sink and then there's like the ghost behind her and she's wearing like the outfit that that we later see is like what she died in mm-hmm. um so like little things like I guess it's not a little thing but <laughs> things like that I thought were um just helped like a, a cohesion of a movie like this movie desperately needed more cohesion but yeah. I thought I thought as far as as aesthetics go it did a good job of of sticking the pieces together when it mm-hmm. needed it yeah I, I gave uh, very high scores to this category as well for me it was nines down the board Okay, that's a little bit higher than my, not my much. Um, mine came out to an 8.4. So that's going to lead us into impact on film, um, which gets divided up into critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical inspirational impact. Um, this one was a little bit tricky um, for me, at least, to judge, because normally, uh, especially for critical impact, I'll just go to Metacritic, take the score, divide by 10. Um, and this movie, it's it's older and it's a non-English language film. So there were like 11 critics that that reviewed it. So it was like a six point or a 65 or something like that. And that seems that seemed awfully low to me because I know that this I, or I feel like this movie had had more critical impact than that. Um, I mean, it's hard to say I wasn't really following critics at the time, certainly not for for non-English language films like maybe big blockbuster films. Um, so it's there was a lot of iffiness, but I just kind of went with my gut and gave it a 7.5. Um, and same thing with audience cult impact, um, which I do believe this movie has has a lot more of a cult impact. And it must have had had a big fan following because they made an English language adaptation like very shortly after. I think by 2005, there was uh, an English language film version of it. So so it must have had had a pretty good audience impact. Um, and the historical inspirational impact, this one, I, I feel like you're going to have a lot more to say than me based on some earlier comments you made. I didn't really know what to give it. So I just did a, a four out of 10 because um, I feel like it did have some impact, but not much. So I gave it a four. So, so your, anyway. your scores, they're all really close to mine, almost exactly. Okay. So critical and audience cult impact, I gave both of those eights. Yeah. Really, I mean, just based on the fact that it 
was highly reviewed at the time. Um, and the, the movie kind of fit into a time where South Korean movies were starting to get sort of popular in the United States. It was the first South Korean horror movie that actually got released in theaters in the United States. And it had a bit of a cult following. So, I mean, all of these things are, you know, it was well received. So I gave those eights, but I also gave historical inspirational impact of four. So for me, that's because I would normally give a movie a high score there for, you know, being something where it's a part of the pop culture now, or it has influenced a lot of movies over time. Um, and this movie hasn't because it was just influenced by movies that came out right before it. Oh, it's kind of my So the well. movies that come out after are just influenced by those. They're not influenced by this. It's just, it's, it's too direct. It's too directly linked to the sixth sense. Yeah. And the ring. I mean, the sixth sense was like four years before this movie. So, I mean, I don't know how soon this movie had a script or gone to production or whatever, but I can't help but think that it was probably shortly after that movie was such a big hit. You know, we've got a yeah. movie where she's seeing dead people that, you know, other people yeah. can't see. It's different because it's not as literal as in The Sixth Sense, but it's still a movie where the big twist at the end is that people aren't real. Yeah. So, I mean, also... Same year as Sixth Sense was Fight Club, which you find out at the end of the movie that two of the characters were the same person, which is... Well, spoiler alert for 20-year-old movies, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but there's, like, the, like, those were big twists at the end movies, very closely related to the big twist at the end of this movie that came four years after. Yeah. And then The Ring was... So the, the Japanese one was the same year as those movies. And then the American one was in 2002, the year before this one. So, I mean, the Japanese one had been out for a while. No, I mean, this isn't like, they're, they're both Asian horror movies. They're not even from the same country. But, I mean, you pointed out the similarity in the hair and kind of in like their portrayal of a ghost. So it's kind of like a similar aesthetic even though the story might be different. It's a very yeah. similar aesthetic. It's being presented in the same way and marketed the same way. And then for reception in the United States, the ring was already like this big phenomenon and like Americans have decided, oh, Asian horror movies are so much scarier. So then they're gonna be like more ready to accept a South Korean horror movie, even if they've never maybe seen a South Korean movie before. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that if those movies all hadn't come before, probably nobody would have ever heard of or seen this movie. And it's already yeah. a pretty small movie as it is, but it was, I mean, it was pretty highly rated and, or highly reviewed, I mean, and, and won some awards and had a cult following. I, I think that those would have been really minimized if it hadn't been for mainly The Sixth Sense in the Ring. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's a, it didn't have a big impact. I mean, maybe it helped move South Korean cinema forward, but just based on 
visibility, not because it was doing anything that other South Korean movies are imitating. Yeah. I mean, that old boy came out the same year and was really like that movie had a big cult following, but it's like a movie about, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I saw it, but I think he's like a mobster. Like it's not a horror movie or anything. I like this movie. It's just, it's just a South Korean movie. It's just from the same country as all. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. (laughs) Uh, So what did those three average out for you? A 6.67. for me. All right, so that's going to bring us to the most open-ended of categories, is overall enjoyment. Uh, Did you enjoy this movie? I did, but like I've said, not nearly as much as I was expecting to. (laughs) I loved this movie back when I first saw it. It was for sure a 10 for me back then. Uh, I don't know. Today is probably more like five and a half or a six Ooh. I know I just thought it was kind of it was kind of boring a little bit and mm. yeah and a little bit predictable and uh, and confusing those are the biggest thing yeah those are the big negatives but I wound I did wind up giving it a seven because I remember liking it so much <laughs> and that makes me think that like if it was that much more enjoyable when it was new, like it might just be the way I've changed as a person or the way I've grown. But I just, I just kind of think that it was, it was seen as a better movie when it was new, just because of the time and the other movies that were out then. But I feel like if it was seen as that much better of a movie back then, then maybe it's a better movie that I'm giving it credit for. It just hasn't aged that well. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the confusing aspects are, are I want to say problematic, and that's not quite the right word given the Well, this is the thing about but... the confusing parts. And, and like, kind of like you were saying with the editing, you're like, well, like, they really had a lot to try to do and a lot that they had to explain and all that. But, okay, it's been a long time since I've seen The Sixth Sense. But I... Re- that movie ages well, I will tell you that. That's, I'm, well, that's an excellent movie. Yeah. But uh, as I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but in that movie, in particular, when you see it the first time and you don't see the twist coming, yeah. when the twist is revealed, everything is like crystal clear and your jaw drops because you're like, how could I not see it before? Mm-hmm. And you and they start showing you stuff, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was that, and that was that, and that was that. And you start remembering stuff that they didn't even, oh, my gosh, when when this happened, when this happened, when this happened. And then you just want to watch the movie again yeah, just to see the stuff that you missed before. But you're not left going huh but what about this but what about that this doesn't make any sense like it makes sense yeah this movie didn't make sense yeah not not that much sense (laughs) you know what I mean it wasn't like oh it was more like wait what yeah so Oh, that was a little problematic. I, I also gave this movie a seven. I don't have the the nostalgia that you have with it, um, but I am a sucker for, oh, I'm a sucker for twist endings, even if they're not the most original. And this one, I think, was was a lot more original at the time, like you were saying, even if it was 
very much so influenced by the Sixth Sense. Um, I think they were still, I don't know, it had a freshness. I, I feel like, you know, when I saw it 10 years ago, I was like, okay, this feels new and interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, that was well done. Um, but then there, there's just the confusing plot points and uh, it gets bogged down a little bit. And I think the biggest thing for me is that the supernatural thing is real. I, I feel like I would exponentially enjoy this movie more. It's an awkward way of phrasing that. I would enjoy it more um, just, just if the if the ghost stuff didn't happen. Like, I feel like the movie could have ended. There's only two scenes that they would have had to have gotten rid of. The one where the stepmother sees the ghost and apparently gets killed. And the one where the aunt or whoever the visitor is gets, like, possessed by... The ghost. Yeah. Which, Which that was, that was a that's good. a good scene, but they... I mean, she could have just had a seizure. They didn't have to have her see anything. I mean, if she's just epileptic and, and had a seizure and then... Right, but she... Her, her seizure emulated the girl's death, like, exactly. That was a... Oh, that yeah. She was, like, reliving the death. They so... put that together. Because <laughs> oh, when you saw her hand out, like, flopping yeah. around, kind of, and then they, like, showed you that later when she died, like, yeah. So, that was a really good scene, though, and it really helped build stuff. So, I would have hated to have seen that go completely, but it seems like they could have done something with that somewhat differently so that it could have existed in our main character's mind instead of having it be like oh this is real because then you see them driving home and she's telling her husband like I saw a ghost in the house right so maybe they could have just had that scene and had the sister have the seizure and then we find out later that it's I don't know that's true or the the younger sister even the one who actually died or that's what I meant yeah yeah sorry I'm so afraid of pronouncing her Sugiyon. name yeah yeah Anyway, yeah, if it had been her, yeah, because she's the one who sense. died in the first place. Yeah. So it would have just been, like, that reenacted. Especially if it was, like, when the stepmom was putting her in the wardrobe or something and have her have a seizure. That would have been, still get that creepy factor, still get the great, mm-hmm. if she, I mean, I imagine that takes very specific skill set. I don't know that the actor could have pulled it off as well as, as the... So why did no one call 911 when that happened? Like, wouldn't your, if somebody, if that happened to somebody across the dinner table from you, wouldn't you assume that they were having, like, some sort of allergic reaction and their throat was closing up? It did seem like an allergic reaction at first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, like, laying on the ground suffocating, and they were, like... Bringing her medicine for something. They were splashing water in her face and then shoving pills in her mouth. Which, by the way, why did she get those pills? I don't know. Every time someone got those pills, it was supposed to be Sue Me. Like, then you realize later that it was Sue Me. She wasn't that girl, too, was she? I can't imagine. No, that wouldn't make sense. Because we see that scene in the car. See, this is how this movie is. Yeah. I still don't know. And that's why I didn't get higher. Yeah. Because I love the psychological. Like I said, Black Swan, one of my favorite movies. Sixth Sense, one of my favorite movies. And this movie has kind of the same-ish elements. Um, too many unanswered questions. Too many unanswered questions. And then stacking too many explanations on top of each other. Yeah. Like, like supernatural stuff. Get rid of it. Clean up some of those plot points. This movie could be way up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as far as enjoyment goes. Like it would be much higher. So seven is still 
probably a little bit generous, but I feel like it does enough things well. And, and I did enjoy it. Like, this isn't quality overall. This is enjoyment. And I feel like when I enjoyed it, I really enjoyed it. But when I didn't enjoy it, it was frustrating. Yeah. So so it would have been would have been easily in the in the nine range, somewhere in the outstanding. But got knocked down for all those reasons we talked about. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to add for overall enjoyment? Nope. All right. Uh, did you give this movie any extra credit? I didn't. I agonized over trying to think of something because <laughs> I always like to try to think of a cute little extra credit point that's like just something creative and like I honestly was at a loss for this movie and after doing this whole review I feel like giving it negative extra credit for being too confusing Aww, <laughs> you sound like Tristan I don't allow <laughs> negatives <laughs> so yeah no extra credit for me all right I gave it one point of extra credit um or I gave it I guess a half a point of extra credit for one thing um which is that I'm pretty sure this was one of the if not the first um non-english language movie that I ever saw I know I definitely saw Pan's Labyrinth uh, which I feel like I saw in theaters so whenever that movie came out if it was before this um I would have seen that one first and and I know Amelie was one of the first that I saw so um you know I definitely saw some of the bigger more mainstream ones mainstream here at least um, but this was definitely, if it wasn't the first non-English language film that I saw, it was definitely one of the first more obscure ones that I saw. Um, and I feel like that's been an important um, step in a cinephile's journey, I guess. And I I mean, I definitely, there, there's so many non-English language films that I need to to see still. And I definitely have not opened that door as wide as I should, largely because it's such a wide door. Like, where do you even start? It's not there's like... so many. Exactly. It's not just to keep track of. The ones from this country. Yeah, exactly. There's so many movies out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's definitely something I've been meaning to do for a while. Is just expand my horizons and see more. So, I guess I guess to the listeners out there, if you have any suggestions, um, send them my way. Because I definitely want to want to see more. But this was definitely, um, that wasn't even something that was on my radar before I saw um, this movie. It definitely made me realize that there, oh, like, oh, there's, there's more out there than Hollywood. Um, so, so I gave it a little bit of extra credit for that, but that was it. Um, so on that note, what was your final score for this movie? The final score was 69.67. All right. That's only a little bit lower than mine. I gave it a 76.33. I was a little bit disappointed because I went into this movie thinking like, oh, I remember loving this movie. This was going to be so good. And I was just kind of like, it was fine, but, you know, I'm glad I saw it again, um, and I guess, you know, 70% isn't that bad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, I feel pretty good about, about my score as well. I definitely did, um, I mean, I gave it a higher score than you overall, but I, you know, I had a similar, similar experience where I, I, I thought for sure this was going to be at least in the 80s, if not higher. Like, I definitely, it's like, oh, this is a masterpiece we're going to go into. And I'm like, oh, man, I forgot how much this movie doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and not in a... It's definitely you know, it's not a, a masterpiece. It, does, it, ha- there, it has a few things that it does really well. It yeah. has some things that are really interesting. And it also has a lot of flaws. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, was there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? that's it that's a tale of two sisters all right happy sisters day yeah
Oh my gosh, it's 12.15. Sorry. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our discussion of A Tale of Two Sisters. Uh, we got to get Jesse home, I guess, because it's super late. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about the grid rating system, be sure to check out grittyfilms.com. It's going to be G-R-I-D-D-Y films.com. I'm going to be posting a uh, Marvel Monday review next week. It's going to be August 6th. Uh, we're going to be posting for Dark World with special guest co-host M joining me and Tristan to talk about that one. Super excited to get that out there. Uh, and for any X-Files fans out there, be sure to check out the X-Files on the Grid, the new uh, Gritty Films X-Files review podcast. Um, so I think that uh, about wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.